Welcome all listeners to this wonderful teaching. Be sure to be attentive because the Lord Jesus Christ has a message for you through this preaching. Welcome in the presence of God. This is a day the Lord has made. We have to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. And uh, I thank you because you have taken your time to come in the presence of God. Even if it's winter, it's very cold. But you took your time. May the Lord bless you. Amen. May the Lord bless you. And I thank the Lord for the opportunity again to share his word this Sunday. I thank the Apostle Max and Mama Ruth for the opportunity and the trust to share the word of God with you this morning. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be here? I know the Lord has something wonderful for us. Amen. At the beginning of the year, we were told by the apostle that this was the year of courage and reform. Do you remember? He said it is the year of courage and reform. And uh, about this theme, I was like, we are in June now. Six months have gone. The year of courage and reform. Have you used your courage? Because if they say the year of courage and reform and you have been six months halfway and you never have that courage, it means you are not yet in the business of doing reform. Do you agree? Do you agree or you don't? If it's the year of courage and they will, they will never ask you to be courageous on your birthday, isn't it? Because it's going to be easy, you're going to be celebrating. But whenever we talk about courage, it means there are challenges. Challenges ahead of you, and you need to be courageous so that you can go through those challenges, isn't it? Amen? And six months has gone. I want us to reflect from the beginning of the year to now. Have you really used that sentence or that theme of the year? The year of courage and reform. We understood that the world is going in a different direction from us, the church. And the church is being fought at all levels. But we need the courage of God so that we can bring the reform that the, the world needs. We need to bring the reform that the world out there needs. Amen. And this morning, the title of our message is Tireless Champion. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, you are a champion. Do you believe that? Last Sunday we said, those said to Jeremiah, I chose you before you were born. We all understand that the Lord's chosen us. We did not choose him. He chose us before we were born. It means he had a plan for us. He has something that he wants us to come and do here on this earth. And we understand that we are champions because we are not like mere mortals. We are different. Hallelujah. But for us to achieve whatever the Lord has called us to do, we have to understand and acknowledge that we are champions and how we should bring out the champions that are sleeping inside of us. Amen. Hallelujah. And as the introduction to this message, I would like to say, 
a vision, a true vision from God will bring a strong desire in you to do something. A true vision from God. When you receive a true vision that is coming from God, it will create something in you that will be pushing you to do something. Amen. I can illustrate it in this way. If we, talk, we take the story of David. When the David fought Goliath, what was he doing at the battlefield? Do we remember? What was David doing there where he saw Goliath for the first time? You read your Bible. Exactly. The Bible says he went to deliver food. It means he was not part of the army. He was not a politician. He didn't have any business to be there. He was a shepherd. And they say, your brothers are soldiers. Go and give them food. When he went to give them food, he come across this giant, this warrior who was cursing the Lord of Israel. The champion in him was so furious, saying, who is this uncircumcised who's cursing our God? And looking at the king, looking at the, all the generals, Nothing was acting. No one was acting. The champion in him pushed him to confront Goliath. Hallelujah. There is a champion in every one of us. We were all called for a mission. And that mission is burning inside of you. And the day you understand it, the day it's clear in your mind, it will start burning until it comes out. Hallelujah. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The Bible says, But thanks be to God, who always lead us as captive in Christ, Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. Hallelujah. In the other version is saying the same scripture in the other version he say we will always triumph in Christ. Hallelujah. As Christian so it means, if we understand that we were called on a mission by God, and that the Lord has guaranteed us that we will never fail, we will always triumph in him, then the big question is, if you are not yet in that business of winning battles, it means we did not yet discover those champions that are lying inside of us. Amen. David did not start in the army as a new recruit. He started as a general because he defeated the strongest. Amen? A young boy, a shepherd with no experience, but because he discovered that champion inside of him, he was able to perform exploit. 
What made him strong enough to stand in front of Goliath and say, I will kill you? Because he said to him something very important. I'm not standing here on my own name, but I'm representing the almighty God, the one who can never fail. Every time you come across a situation, no matter how intimidating it might be, if you know that you are coming under the name of the almighty God, you will always be successful. Hallelujah. You are a champion. And you have to bring out that champion. Because if you look at the world today, and we normally talk about champions when we speak about sport, isn't it? So let's look, how are those people behave? A champion is not someone who behaves like anybody. Because if you behave like everybody, you can never be a champion. You have to be different. You have to have a certain way of behaving. You have to have a certain way of training so that you can stand out. Amen? Otherwise, you'd be like every other person. As I always say, the world is categorized. We categorize all everybody in two different groups. And you choose in which group you will belong. We have the mass and we have the elite. Do you agree? The elite lead the mass. The mass are the followers. It's like the flock. You don't even think. You just go. Sometimes you don't even know in which direction. But the elite, they sit there and they say, where are we going to lead these people? They say they will go left, right. They will go this way and that way. It feels like they plan and you execute. So it's for you to decide not to be the mass. Amen. And our God in heaven does not expect you to be the mass. Because you shouldn't be executing the program that other people have done. Especially people that do not know Christ. You have to stand out. You have to plan ahead. You know what you're supposed to do. What is expected from you. And that have to lead you. That have to lead your actions. Hallelujah. Are you together? It's very cold, eh? Some people are so cold that they're not even focusing anymore. <laughs> May the Lord help you. Amen. The champion in you have to be revealed. And as I said, it's very easy to know that God has called you to do. That champion in you, you will know how that champion will come. Do you know how? You realize what you're supposed to be doing. If you look at that thing that angers you the most, that's what the Lord has called you to come and fix. Do you know that? If for you, you're very concerned when you see these people that are begging, these children, if that angers you so much, it means the Lord have called you to go and attend to them. If for you, when you are watching TV and you see these politicians speaking anyhow, 
you feel like something is burning inside of you, it means that's where your calling is. You have to go and join them and speak to them. Amen? Have you ever thought about it? Because I know a lot of people wonder. I know David was there and then some anger came. He was a soldier. How did he discover that he was had that calling to become a soldier when he killed Goliath, isn't it? Because the Bible is clear. From that day, he joined the army and he started going and winning battles because of one day that he, he realized that champion that was in, within him and he stopped being a, a shepherd, his career changed. Amen? You have to discover who you are. But champions have a certain characteristics. You do not become a champion anyhow. It's not because you have discovered it means on that day you become one. You have to know how to cultivate. You have to know how to behave. You have to know how to stand out from the mass. Amen. Hallelujah. And one of the characteristics of a, a champions, they have a clear vision on, of what they want to achieve. If someone is seeking to have a gold medal, when they are training, all they can see is that gold medal. You wake up in the morning, you're training very hard, you feel pain in your body, but you say, this pain will not stop me because what? In your mind, you can only see that gold medal. You say, I have to out-train every other person so that when it comes the day of competition, I have to be ready more than others so that I can win the gold medal, isn't it? I'm not sure those champions come there and say, I'm, I'm, I'm training to have the bronze medal. Or I'm just training to be there. Everybody is trying very hard to be the best. And only then you can win. It means when the difficulties come, what will help you to overcome is the eyes on the prize. Hallelujah. And that's what the Bible tells us. If you persevere up to the end, you'll receive what? The crown. For those that were there on Wednesday, receive a powerful message on that. Hallelujah. What will help you to persevere? It's what you can see and others do not see. You might go, you might go through very tough times and everybody who looks at you say, if I go through this, I will quit. But what will maintain you is what others cannot see. When Jesus was about to be arrested, what happened? All the disciples scattered. They ran away. Why? Because they did not know the outcome. But Jesus knew. He knew that I'm supposed to be arrested. And I have to be killed. I have to shed my blood so that I can redeem the world. He was very sober. He didn't panic. Peter cut the ears, Jesus took it and put it back. All the disciples, they panicked, they ran away. He was sober. Went in front of all these kings when they were trying to judge him. He was not talking too much as someone who's panicking. 
He was very relaxed and calm. Why? The challenge was too hard. But because he knew what he was trying to achieve, he persevered up to the end. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. Those same disciples that scattered when Jesus was about to be arrested, remember they, they, were, they didn't come for them, but they ran away for their lives, even though they were not coming for them. But when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, when people were coming to arrest them, when they were going through persecution, what the Bible says, no one quitted. Because now the vision was clear. They knew what they wanted to achieve. They all understood what they were there to do. Hallelujah. There is a champion in you. We are not all, to be, to, we are not all called to do things the same. It's not all of us that will come on this pulpit and preach like this. It's not all of us that are supposed to try to prophesy. Everybody has been called. Everybody has been given a special gift for the advancement of the kingdom of God. But everybody has to discover what is that that was given, gifted to him to advance the kingdom of God. Who is that champion that is in you and what is he supposed to achieve? What is that thing that will help you to persevere? Regardless of what destruction that come around you, what is that that will sustain you? Hallelujah. If you read the Bible, you realize that when God called Moses, Moses ignored the champion that was in him. The Lord said, come, I will send you on a mission. Moses was so comfortable as a shepherd, very comfortable, 80 years old. That's what, that, that what we, we, we learn in the Bible. And he's like, no. And the Lord say, there is a champion in you, and that champion in you will go and take the children of Israel from Egypt to the promised land. And, and Moses is like, I cannot talk. I don't even know how to express myself. And the Lord say, it's you. And he's like, no. Okay, we will give you an interpreter. Your brother will come with you. But you can see he was debating why he did not yet acknowledge that champion. But when he understood, he could go in before Pharaoh and speak to Pharaoh the right way because he discovered that champion that was in him. He was able to lead all these people. Why? The Lord was with him. You persevere only when you understand, when you get that vision and you understand it. Otherwise, the small wind, you are away. As Christian, we know that we have the Great Commission, but we do not know, we, all of us, we do not know how to approach it. We have to make disciples. But we're not all supposed to be making disciples on the pulpit. Do you know that? 
You have to make disciples wherever you are. But how? Amen. And you cannot become a champion without discipline. If you're not disciplined, you will never finish something. Because discipline is that thing that will allow you to do something that you hate as if you love it. A disciplined person, he's the one that will wake up at, at 4 o'clock when he feels like that's the time that he should have been under the blanket. But he wake up and start the activity as he planned it. Why? Not because he hates sleeping. Remember what the Bible says about the spirit and the body. He said the desires of the body are always contrary to the, that of the spirit. It's when whatever the spirit will go, we want you to go to the left, the body will pull you away to the right. Hallelujah. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26. The Bible says, Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I struck a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. What does it tell you? These two verses. First thing, I'm not running like someone running aimlessly. It means I'm not running like others because I have an objective. I'm running because I know what I'm trying to achieve. I'm not beating the air. I know that I have something in mind like, uh, that other people might not see. I treat my body harshly. Why? Your body will mislead you. Amen? All of us, we know that they always preach to us that we have three parts, isn't it? We are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. The body is the physical part that makes us in contact with the physical body, with the physical world. The soul is a middle part that is connecting the body and the spirit, isn't it? And the Bible says you have to guard your heart more, more than anything. Do you know why? Because whatever is taking place in the soul have the ability to affect both your spirit and your body. Isn't it? They say the soul is where all the emotions are. Let's take a simple example. You spend 10 hours without eating. The normality is you'll be starving and you'll need to eat, right? Because your body needs food to function. That is the desire that your body has now. You want to eat. 
Now, in your soul, you are anxious about something. And you are stressing big time. What will happen? Lost appetite. Why did you lose your appetite? It's not because you're not starving. Your body is still starving. But the activities that are taking place in your soul are difficult to bear. And they are affecting your body to the point of your body is not functioning properly anymore. It's being affected by your soul. Hallelujah. That's why they say you keep your soul. And you can never become that champion that the world is expecting until you have healed from the wound of the past. I always say, if you do not heal from your wound of the past, you will bleed on people that did not injure you. And those people might be those that you love the most, but you'll be hurting them, not willingly, just because your soul is still sick. You did not yet heal from that wound from the past. Someone who might have gone through some difficult things when they were 9, 10, but at 40 years, they might still bleeding on people. Why? Because they did not yet heal. If you are wise, when you give your life to Christ, the first thing, you have to be healed from all those wounds from the past. Amen. Because our Lord, he's a healer. He does not heal only physical sicknesses. He does not heal only what you can see. He goes deep and cleans you. Hallelujah. Because otherwise, that champion will never be revealed. That champion will never be able to operate. He will never come to the surface. And you will misrepresent yourself here on earth. Because remember, when we leave this earth, we'll have to account for everything that we did. Do you know that? Always remember that. And be intentional when you are doing things. Don't always do things because other people does them. Because it have, it's, it's paining me when I see um, on these uh, informations what is happening to the body of Christ today. That book of 2 Corinthians 2, 14, verse, uh, 2 Corinthians 2, verse 17, the Bible says that, that we are not preaching this gospel like others. Why? Because you can, if it is in the Bible, it means it was happening long before. People were manipulating the gospel for their proper gain. And that did not start today. How many times have you watched TV and see these so-called great men of God? Now they find themselves in a position where they're supposed to shine and they're shying away. And I don't know why, but it's only one question that they always ask them. And I'm very convinced that the people that are asking those questions, they know the answer very well. What is the question? Is Jesus the only way? You've heard that, right? Great men of God. Now they're asking you, is Jesus the only way? 
The one who answered the question, he knows that Jesus is the only way. They know. Now they're asking you. And you see the man of God starting saying, he's trying to be politically correct now. No, you know, I cannot judge. What? If you are a Christian, that's the first thing. You became the, a Christian because you knew that Jesus is the only way to go to God, right? But now because you are trying to, be, to go into certain other, uh, I don't know, circle of friend or whatever, you compromise. You're starting to water down the gospel. Because if you cannot acknowledge that Jesus is the only way, what are you doing here? Why are you calling yourself a Christian? So it means we can use whatever means to go to God. And we know that's not the truth. What does that mean? That man of God who, who said he does not know if Jesus is the only way, by saying that, you can see that they, they didn't even have the small courage to bring that reform to the world surrounding them. You are given an opportunity outside your church to shine the light of Christ and you fail to do it. The first scripture we read in 2 Corinthians 2.14 is saying that the Lord sees us as the aroma of Christ here on earth. So it means wherever we're going, we are shining. We are bringing that aroma. And the Bible is clear. To the believer, the aroma is pleasant. To the unbeliever, it smells like death. So it means the same person, the same fragrance, but it perceived differently depending on whoever is smelling it. And you shouldn't water down whatever the Lord has given you because you have to stand out and bring this gospel as a champion of Christ. Tireless one. Nothing can stop you from doing that thing that the Lord wants you to do. Hallelujah. A year of reform and courage. You cannot bring reform unless you are very courageous. Why a lot of people get disappointed when they become Christians? Because of wrong teachings. No one has said by you becoming a Christian that your life will be easy. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible is clear. I will be with you always. You will always overcome. You will go from glory to glory. But that, that does not mean adversity will not come. Remember what we said last Sunday? The anointing of God will also attract adversity. When God gave the promised land to the Israelite, was that land empty? Do you read your Bible? Was that land empty? But the Bible presented as a land where flow what milk and honey. When they send the spy 
to go and check the land. What did they say? They were the son of Anak, which were giant. And they to their eyes, we look like locusts. It means they were strong people living in the land. But the Lord told them, that's your land. What does that mean? If you're not courageous enough, you will be looking at your land from far. You will never go in there, but it's yours. And that's why when Joshua came, because the Lord would have prepared him to be the one leading the people, he said, be what? Strong and courageous so that you can go and take your possession. But it will not be easy. Same applies to you. The Christian life, this journey will not be easy. But with God, you shall do exploit. But not in comfort. Our champion, Jesus Christ, the Bible says he will wake up early in the morning, spending time in prayer. That does not mean it was very comfortable. After preaching for the whole day, he went out and prayed again. It means he knew the task at hand was not easy. He knew the adversity was real, but he was the one to bring reform. Check the life of John the Baptist. Did he have a normal life? The guy was living in the desert. The guy was preaching like a crazy man. They even called him the voice in the desert. What was he eating? Wild honey and uh, whatever. So it means the man did not have a normal life. He was bringing the reform, preaching repentance, courage. What is the champion in you telling you? Are you only comfortable? And following the trend. Nowadays they say this is how everybody have to live. And you're like, yeah, no, that's fine. Have you become a follower? Because the Lord did not call you to become a follower. You're not supposed to be the mass. Amen. Life has to be managed. Say to your neighbor, life has to be managed. Hallelujah. If you don't manage your life, you'll be surprised. It's too late. Because I said, I don't know if it's only me. Maybe it's only me. I don't know if this comes with age. I don't know if it's today. But it feels like someone in heaven has accelerated the time. Previously, a year used to be a long time. But nowadays, things have changed. I don't know why. I cannot explain. But that is my own experience. It feels like time is flying. After celebrating Christmas, before you know it, it's Christmas again. And you wonder, it's always have been like this, or it's only me? Or it's only, only these times? Who has that impression? Let me see if I'm normal. Oh, so it's all of you. Thank God. It feels like time is flying. 
And whenever I think about it, I always wonder if this is how time the years are going. So it means one day I'll be able to tell the story of my life, but it will be in 30 minutes, it will be in 10 minutes, be in one hour. Or it will be a book. You determine. Because if you don't do anything, there will not be any karma. It will be like, I was born in a family of 10. The time you spend in a family, you did not do anything great, so it, there's no, but, mm -mm. I was born in a family of 10. Then I went to primary school at this school. You didn't do anything, so there's no karma. We carry on. Went to high school, matriculated, nothing interesting. University, if you went there. And you see that you, you, you can tell the story of your, of your life. In a few minutes, you're done. What have you done? Nothing. You were the mass. You're just following the trend slowly, not knowing where you were going. You did not impact anyone. And it's not too late to pause and say, where am I going? That champion in me, how can I stand out from others? Because you are called to stand out. Do you agree? If you are called to stand out, what is that thing that you are doing that makes you to stand out? Because if so far you're not standing out, it's when you are considered to be like the mass. That helps to revolutionize you. That alone helps to bring this anger and saying, what am I doing with my life? I shouldn't, be, I shouldn't carry on living like this. Because no matter how great you are, there is one thing that is common to all men. When you die, the sun will not stop. The season will not stop. Nothing will change. We will carry on. Just think about it. How many people you know who were great but died? And today people speak less and less about them. You've forgotten them. Unless they impacted you. If someone impacted you so much, they might be dead, but you know this person, when I met with them, they changed my life. Or they helped me to change the trajectory of my life. Other than that, they'll be forgotten. If they were normal people, we used to have a neighbor there, and he dead. Hallelujah. And your spouse will become a spouse of someone else. That to tell you that you are forgotten, my brother. You thought you were special. You were the honey. Now there is a new honey. You are gone. That's life. And you always have to remember that I'm not immortal. The time here on earth is very short. One day I'll have to account for my time here on earth. Wake up, you hear great news. A great person have died. Wow. But when you look, everything continues. Carry on living. So, you're like, so it means one day, they might also come and say, so and so have died. What did you leave behind? Are you in that path to accomplishing what the Lord has called you to do? Is that champion that is in you busy doing what is expected from him? 
I will always tell you, do not misrepresent yourself. Don't try to copy anyone. You are the better you. You are the best you. And you have to understand you. And you have to make sure that tomorrow you are the best you. Amen? You are you today. The you that you are today shouldn't be the you that you will be tomorrow. It has to be a best one. Amen. Look at the ministry of Jesus. He was not turning water into wine until he died. Even the, the type of miracles changed. He was becoming better every time. Amen. He was becoming the best. Why? Because he was doing something that will help him improve. If your anointing was at the level of the ankle, tomorrow it has to be away. Knee level. If it was knee level, waist. Until you swim. That was expected from you. We learn from God. You, 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 you don't, you are not born with your teeth. It means in this journey of life, wisdom is required. You have to grow. If you do not grow, you are a monster. And we don't want to live with monsters among us. But in churches, full of monsters. Since you gave your life to Christ, you're drinking milk up to now 20 years. You never led no one to Christ drinking milk. We're preaching you day in, day out. You receive the message you're like, you're God. But you never take any decision. Brothers and sisters, it's time to wake up. Wake up like David. Get that champion that is in you. And see what you can do. That's what I'm telling you. Guys, wake up. Check. Is there anything that I can do in the body of Christ? Can I serve in my local church? Can I be important on something? Hallelujah. How do you plead with God? What do you put on the table? Because if you do nothing then you'll present nothing. If you do not plan ahead what you will do and how you will do it, how do you want to succeed? Be courageous. We're talking about reform. We were taught about what reform was all about. But we see you now sitting there. You are in your secular world now. And people are talking about all these, all these anomalies that are happening. No, why is churches not, are not accepting to, let's say, for example, marry homosexual couple? And you they like, I don't think what's wrong with these pastors. Okay. Now they're talking about these, all these polygamy, polyandry, and all this craziness that is happening out there. And you there, as if everything go past you. As I said last time, you see a pastor, some people are coming, and say, Pastor, pray for us. What's wrong? We've been together 10 years. We're not able to conceive. I've been living with my girlfriend, and she cannot conceive. And the pastor is like, we will pray for you, and you will conceive. It feels like he didn't realize they were talking about boyfriend and girlfriend. And like, Pastor... Are you present or something's wrong? 
Because to me, I would say, he should have rebuked that and said, people, you shouldn't do that. The Bible is clear. You have to marry. You cannot just say, because you have been friends with someone, and you think that it will be fine, and you start staying together. That's not how the pattern of the Bible. But someone has to be courageous and say it. Isn't it? Will the world agree with you? No. Do you expect the world to agree with you? No. It is surprising when the world, when the world fight you. It shouldn't. Why? Because that's how the world is supposed to be. That's how they're supposed to behave. I know they will do that. I know they will not agree with me. But that shouldn't be the reason why I shouldn't say it. I will say it. Hallelujah. With my eyes on the price, I know I can never get tired. I shouldn't be distracted. I cannot allow myself to drift away because I do not have time to waste. Time on earth is very short. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we together? Does people around you realize that there is a champion in you? Or you are championing something? Or do you yourself realize that you are a champion? If you are, how disciplined are you? I said life has to be managed. You cannot just be in life, waking up every morning, going to bed every morning with no plan at all. No objective. You don't have anything clear that you are trying to pursue. And come December, you are not even able to assess your year. If we ask you, was it a good year? You don't know. You are answering according to the climate. They ask you, how was 2020? You answer, 2020, yo, corona. It was corona lockdown. But in that lockdown, some people become billionaires. In that lockdown, some people did great things. But you are answering corona because you had nothing planned and you achieved nothing. You always answer according to the politics. How's now, how's, how's life? Third wave. What's, what the third wave have to do with you? You, you are supposed to answer according to what the plan that you had. What did you plan for the year? I planned one, two, three. And when you assess yourself, did you achieve what you planned? I achieved it at 75%. It was a good year. How can you say it was a good year even if we have corona? Corona have nothing to do with me. It didn't come for me. I had my plan. And I achieved 80% of what I was preparing to do. Or you say it was a bad year. Why? Not because of the recession. It was a bad year because you did not achieve what you planned to do. Hallelujah. Are we together? Because that champion will not succeed if you live like every other person. 
Otherwise, everybody would have been a champion. But champions are few. Why? Because only few people have that mental capacity to put themselves in a certain way of living so that they can stand out. Hallelujah. How many times have you seen a person saying, I will start a diet for 10 years? How many times? Why? Is it because they don't want to start? If they can say consecutively for 10 years, I will start. It means something instead of them say, I should start. But they don't have that willpower to do it. You see a person saying, even the Bible say, what I don't want to do, I find myself doing it. Why? It means you know that this is wrong. Like I saw that guy, drunk. And he said, you know what? Every time I wonder if this beer will not kill me. But I don't know how to stop. So it means somehow you know that the path that I'm, I, am, I am in is not leading me anywhere. You need that champion in you to wake up. And for you to do that, you need to come to God. Because it's common for all of us to come and say, we, we will go from glory to glory. We shall do this. Everybody says that. I was shocked. I was watching a testimony of a lady. She said she was doing, she had uh, her main business, she had a nightclub. And she was performing all sorts of, all, all sort of rituals. She was a prostitute. She was doing all these evil things. And she said, one day she saw the Jehovah Witnesses passing, they were giving all these flyers. And she was reading, it was in the 90s. And she said somehow she saw somewhere they're saying, Jesus might come in 2000. She's like, in 2000? Okay. On that, on that New Year's Eve, she said, I'm not going in my nut club. She said, because I know if I go there, I will go to hell straight. And I don't want to do that. She said, I will let all my employees to go there to run the nightclub for that night because I have to go to heaven. So she said, what can I do to go to heaven? She said, I went to the hair saloon. I made sure that my hair looked nice. I bought a very good perfume which I put and I dressed very well. And she said, I sat in my lounge checking at the hours because I knew when I'll go to heaven, I'll see Jesus face to face. And I should look very well when I'll go to heaven. And I'm like, what? And he said, after midnight, when I see that he didn't come, then I knew, oh, okay, so he not come anymore. Now I'm going back to my, my nightclub. Then I'm like, it's me and this person. Deep down, they know that this nightclub of mine is leading people to hell. Deep down, he knows that whatever activity I'm involved in, I'm leading people to hell and myself. But all they need is that grace that will give them that courage to turn their lives. There is a void of eternity in every human being. Do you know that? 
That's why, even if you amass the money of the entire universe and they give it to you, you will feel like there is something missing. What is that thing missing? That void of eternity. When you secure your eternity, you have the peace that surpasses everything. Do you, have you understood that mystery? Why the Bible says, when you give your life to Christ, he will give you the peace of God that surpasses everything. When Jesus appeared, why he was saying, peace be with you? Because only the peace of God will cover the void of eternity that is in every man. Hallelujah. If you miss, you don't have Jesus. That void is there. You get money, you feel like, no, 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 no. There is something that, uh, there is something. You try to do this, you, you still feel like something is missing. And you see people, they will marry seven wives. Something is still missing. What is that thing? You will be involved into drugs. You will have whatever. You will never be able to cover the void of eternity. That's why everybody needs Jesus. Hallelujah. And the day you discover who that Jesus is, the day he comes in your life, the peace that he brings in you, it's just because he has helped you to cover that void of eternity. Because you know where you're going. That panic is gone. You are in peace. Your spirit can relax now. Hallelujah. And that is the guarantee that we have with Jesus. Even if you might be surrounded like Elisha, you will not panic. Because you know that the one in me is ne will never abandon me. And I will die only when he says it's my time. And even if I die, I'm going somewhere. I will not vanish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you do with that champion in you? How do you treat him? Are you training him? Are you on the battlefield? One day when you are in front of your creator, do you know what you're going to tell him? Or are you going to start a blame game? You know, Jesus, I was born, my dad was not Christian. I was born in a village. We didn't even have electricity. How could, I couldn't even connect to Facebook. How could I preach? Do you think about it sometimes? Because remember, it's you. You know what you do in secret, in open. You know what you do. You know how to, you, you talk. You know how to behave. And the Bible is, is clear. God will not judge only the one that will go to hell. Do you agree? We will be judged as Christians. Because we'll be there and he will judge us from what we have done with our time on earth. We will account for everything. So now you know Christ. How will you give account to your time here on earth? 
Are you proud of the way you are living your Christian life? And I think everybody should answer that question. Are you proud of the way you live in your Christian life? How is that champion in you being treated? Hallelujah. Do you have those wounds in the past that are still bothering you today? Are you bleeding on those people that did not hurt you? Or do you need God to come and heal you and heal your heart? How do you protect your soul? What are those decisions that you have taken to protect your soul? Or do you watch everything and anything? You listen to everything. You go everywhere. You try to experience everything. You are just an open door. As I saw people, I said, back home, you don't sleep well, you feel like there is cats everywhere in your yard, feel like things on your roof, and you someone waking up going out. You will do nothing to me. My head is very strong. Isn't it? You're strong. Really. They will sweep you like dust, my brother. Outside Jesus, you are nothing. You think if you go and you start talking very loud, the witches will be afraid. They will teach you a lesson. Amen? Amen. They will teach you a lesson. Come back. Is there a place where you feel like it's a door? that the devil is using for that champion not to function. Pray to God to close that door. Is there a thing that's an experience that you went through? Whenever you think about it, you feel pain, it means it's not yet healed. Come to Jesus. He's the one that will heal you. His yoke is light. That's what the Bible says. You need him to take over. Because sometimes we tend to look at others. We tend to focus on others. And we forget to look back. And to look at ourselves. I always say, a wise person is the person who's trying to be the best day in, day out. Trying to beat yourself. Not, not others. If today I can be at five, I'm trying to be at six tomorrow. I'm gauging myself against myself. Hallelujah. If I can be at six tomorrow, at least I'm making progress. And if I'm consistent in making progress, I will be the best me after a year. And if I'm, I, I'm a, the best me, at least if I'm, I'm in front of the God, I can say, God, in 2010, I was here. Then I went here. Then I went here. I'm accounting for my life, not for others. Hallelujah. Remember in the story in the Bible, they did not give the same talent to everybody. 
One got five, and he accounted for the five that he was given. You will account for what you were given. You will not account for your brother or your neighbor, or your father or your sisters. You have your own path. Hallelujah. I was very shocked when I was learning the story of Hitler. And they said his father was originated from the Jewish, he has Jewish blood. And I was like, what? Hitler? How come? And they said, because his, his father abandoned him when he was four years. And he was considered a bastard everywhere he went. They were laughing at him because he was fatherless. He was a, and he was like, this Jewish bastard that left me, he will learn. He didn't heal. And when he became adult, you know the story. So those that he was killing, it was his blood. Trying to extinguish them. Because if you do not heal from your wound from the past, you'll be generalizing. If it was men who hurt, if it was a man who hurt you, for you, all the men are evil. You're a young man, you're a young woman, a, one boy come, deceive you. The second one, the third one, you are wounded. When the one that's sent by God come to you, five meters there, he's like, my sister, can I talk to you? He's like, all of you start like that. All of you, I know you by now. From one to 120 in a few seconds. Opportunity gone. Why? You are bleeding on an innocent person. Because someone told you something. Or when you grew up in a certain settings, they were treating you a certain way. Now you are married. Your spouse speaks to you. Immediately, those wounds that you got from wherever, I don't know where, they come. And the person starts seeing like, you are overreacting to a way of saying like, are you demon possessed? What is going on? The wound from the past that never healed. Hallelujah. He is the miracle walking God. It means he's able to heal that in you that other people will not see. Hallelujah. The Lord is not only here to make you feel those goosebumps. The Lord is not only here to make you feel different. He's also there to deal with the practical problems in your life. I will always tell you that. Some people think of the Bible of this historical book. You know the genealogy, you know the father of Moses, his mother, his brothers, you know their names. And you think that's why we are Christian. No. You can know all of them and go to hell. Unfortunately, people that know, study this Bible like they have all these degrees. Somehow they might realize that they're the people that don't understand how things work when it comes to spirituality. Very unfortunate. 
But I pray that the Lord will come to you and you'll become a spiritual being. Amen. Amen. That is required from you. You are a spiritual person. Amen. Amen. Are we together? Are you learning something? You are a tireless champion. You have to understand what you are championing. And with this courage, you have to bring this reform in the world today that is in need. Hallelujah. You have to bring this reform today because the world is going from bad to worse. And I'll remind you, it will never get better. The Bible says if these days were not shortened, even the, the believer would have been what? Corrupted. So it means we have been promised that it will not get better. So be prepared. Amen. Be prepared. Be fearless. And what will make you stand, as I said, is the objective. You know what you are expecting. And that will help you to go through whatever challenge and adversity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you receive messages like this, it's the time for you to go and reflect. Don't just leave this place, go home and carry on with your normal activities. Go home and reflect. Last week we were told that now we have some podcasts. Go there, listen. <clears throat> Sorry. Listen to these messages. And say, Lord, what can I do? If you do not know that champion that is in you, what is supposed to do? Start there. Write down your ideas. That might help you to find out what is that thing that the Lord has called you to do. If you feel like you are overreacting somehow, or the reaction that you have, you do not know where they are coming from, then say, Lord, help me to heal from this wound from the past so that I'll be able to operate properly. Hallelujah. He's a miracle-working God. And he is there to help you live a good life here on earth. I did not say if adversity come, but when adversity come, you will be strong enough and you know how to maneuver. Because the Holy Spirit in you will be strengthening you. His word is the light to your path. Amen. What used to make you cross yesterday will never make you cross tomorrow because you would have grown. Now, when people talk to you anyhow, the Holy Spirit in you will help you to see the demons leading them instead of seeing them. When you go about life on a daily life, you will be seeing demons using people. And you will not blame them. Because you can see the force that is behind them pushing them to act anyhow. 
toward you. You will love the sinner and hate his sin. You will not confuse the two. Did you see the nuance there? You love the person, you hate the sin. Because sometimes people have the tendency to hate the sinner. Instead of hating the sin, you hate the sinner. And you see the people, they consider themselves so holy that they cannot talk to certain people. You have missed it, my brother. We are called to go out there to the lost sheep and to bring them in. So it means we are going toward the sinners because we love those sinners. We hate sin. And when we go to them, we go to them telling them, stop the sin that you are being involved with because I love you. We are going there to, to represent God. Hallelujah. We represent Christ. That's why those people were shocked when that prostitute came and was wiping the, the feet of Jesus. They hated the sinner without understanding that the sin was the problem. But because Jesus loved the sinner, he was able to accept that sinner to come. That's why he could go and eat in the house of Zacchaeus, who was a sinner. But Jesus went there to show that I love you even if you are a sinner. What I hate is your sin. The champion in him was able to withstand all those. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we together? Plan your life. Life has to be managed. Let me remind you. Life has to be managed. You do not do things the way they come. Otherwise, you will never be able to assess yourself. And you can never expect to see that champion shining. Don't die in the desert. You were called to go in the promised land. Hallelujah. Are we together? Do not allow yourself to die in the desert. Recalibrate. Assess your life. Assess yourself. Am I doing things right? Why things are happening to me this way? Do I still have wounds that need to be healed? If yes, go and seek God. Find the true man of God. Find counseling. Let them pray for you. And move on. Move on. You will see. The Lord will surprise you. The Lord will amaze you. Now you'll be able to see, I can sit among the great. He will take you from the ashes and make you sit among the greats. Why? He will do that not because you are so pretty. He will do that not because you can speak nicely. Remember Moses couldn't talk, but he was the one talking to Pharaoh, who was the most powerful man on earth at that time. He will make you sit with the great because you know that when you are sitting with the great, you know what to tell them. He'll make you sit with the great because he knows that by you sitting with the great, 
you will not misrepresent him because you are going there on his behalf. The champion in you will know how to behave because you have worked on it. Hallelujah. The Lord is a wise investor. Amen. Are we together? I want you to feel that anger in you. Saying like, why am I wasting my time? Things have to change. I have to change the way I live. I'm living my life. If you have no direction, that anger has to come to you to say, it's enough. From today, I have to start planning properly. I have to discover that champion in me. I refuse to carry on misrepresenting myself. Amen. Are we together? So now I want us to pray. I want us to pray. And we have two prayer points today. The first one, you will ask God to reveal that champion to you. That champion that is hidden in you. You will pray that God reveal him to you. And if you know already that champion, you know what you're supposed to do. You will ask God to help you improve. And the second prayer point, you'll be praying and say, Lord, if there is some wound from the past that are still affecting me today, heal me, Lord. Those are the two prayer points that we'll be praying for this morning. I want to be serious. Think about it. And when you go home, pray again and again so that you can be living your life here the way the Lord wanted to be. Hallelujah.